everyone, and welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast. I'm Nicole Kamanjian, and I'm here with Cody Richard and the host of the show, Jeff Rappaport. This is episode 207, and today we're going to continue with part three of creating true passive income through notes. While listening to this podcast, if you guys have any questions, please head over to our Facebook group, the Creative Financing Podcast. If you're not part of the community already, just head over to Facebook and search the Creative Financing Podcast and ask to join. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, you can always ask your questions in the comments below. Otherwise, if you guys are getting any value from this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to the show. It lets us know that you're enjoying the content and learning, and it really motivates us to continue creating episodes for you guys. We also want your feedback. So wherever you're listening, please rate and review us. Cody, uh, tell me, what'd you think about our last couple of episodes? Super eye-opening for me, um, something I'll definitely start doing in my business because I want to create more passive income for myself and might as well make it true passive income. Well, and we talked about too, when we were talking about those two duplexes and I asked you, what what is your exit strategy? Mm-hmm. And you said, I always look at it from me buying it, but uh, depending on how much money I'd have to put down, right? How much money did you have to put down on either of those other two deals? Nothing. No, <laughs> but even let's say this, let, let's say that if you did have to put down, let's say eight grand, 10 mm-hmm. grand, 15 grand, even you have some choices, right? So one, if you were, if you put down 15 grand, you were making a thousand dollars a month passive income. Is that a good use of your money? Yeah, I'd say so. Make twelve thousand off of fifteen thousand in one year. Yeah, it's a good cash on cash return, coming close to that hundred percent. Oh yeah. What if you borrowed that fifteen thousand and uh, from a private lender, and uh, you you paid them a you know hundred fifty dollars a month or whatever to make eight hundred and fifty? Yeah, um, that would not cut into profits much. Right. So always think about if you, if the cash flow is really good, how do I stay in it as opposed to wholesaling it, getting paid once? And uh, even though we kind of looked at a way to try to wholesale it to a landlord, I didn't love that. Um, I thought you were giving up, we were giving up too much by doing it. But I have some commercial deals where there are, I mean, depending on you know what it will cost to close and then uh, and then close again because some, some of these are significant uh, amounts of closing costs right so uh, it would be ideal properties to stay in the middle now the cash flow is not you know a thousand dollars a month it's three thousand through four thousand dollars a month so, uh, always keep that in mind. And Nicole, th- w- what were your thoughts on it? Um, it's actually making me think that, you know, I just moved to Florida and I wanted to buy more rentals and maybe that's not exactly what I want to do. I mean, I'm in an apartment now, so I want to house hack something, mm-hmm. but it's probably a better idea to hold some notes if I can. Well, and like I said, that, 
there's nothing wrong with having some balance, right? So where you may have some notes and you may actually own some properties, that way you do get to take advantage of the depreciation and the appreciation. And yep, you both are more new to real estate investing. Okay, you, you should really try out having tenants and see how much you like it and uh, and then make a decision. But I tell you that for the most part, notes are hands off and uh, you know your property manager is not calling you telling you you have a problem. So uh, the only time that you have a problem is when the check didn't show up and it happens on occasion, but far less than you would think. So, all right. So we're going to talk about another example and I think you'll like this one. It, it's going to be a similar type offer, but when I show you the example, you'll be like, wow, um, how did you even make any money off of this? And it'll be on a condo, which you would think that most people don't want. And you would be right, because if you were buying it for cash flow, those HOA fees tend to get in the way and uh, make it difficult to cash flow. But when you're not paying those HOA fees, they are just fine. It doesn't make a difference one way or the other. So, Cody, why don't we... Oh, oh my God, I didn't record, did I? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, oh I you am are recording. recording. I am recording. My <laughs> bad. Don't scare me like that, yeah. Jeff. I'm like, oh, like my I God, did I do that? Again? <laughs> <laughs> You're just talking for fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let, let's set up this example. My bad, I panicked there. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, okay, so we have a two-bed, one-and-a-half-bath condo. Okay. It is worth... So the seller thought it was worth 180 When we ran our comps, we thought it was worth 190 Okay. They the seller owes 30. They have a payment of 410 a month. PITI. So everything, principal interest, taxes and insurance. And just so you know, the taxes run like 837 a year. There's an HOA. How much are we talking? 140 a month. The property is in good condition, but you know, rent condition. And nothing, nothing super exciting about it. And okay. it will rent for eleven hundred to eleven fifty. Is that what it's renting for right now, or is that the pro forma? No, he he was living in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's what it would rent for. All right, so um, what did he want? I think he wanted, I think it was one. He wants 170,000. Okay. 
So asking 170. Yep. So Nicole, are you super excited about this deal? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Well, you said his asking is 170. Yep. Right. And it's ARV is 190. I mean, yep. I don't know. 1% rule. 1% rule would be uh, if he's asking 170 and he's getting $1,150 a month in rent, we're not there yet either. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, no 1% rule or really that close. And yeah. uh, not much equity. Yeah, when I see it, I think a cash offer is pretty much out of the equation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the good thing was, is he said, I would be open to terms. Okay. So. The magic words. <laughs> yeah. And we did make him a number of offers. However, one of the things that uh, sellers tend to, when, when they have these small mortgages, I don't know what it is, but. They're, they're very concerned that the bank's going to call the loan due. Seriously, what bank is calling the loan due on $30,000? Uh, that he's probably had this loan for 10 plus years and uh, and he's making the payment of 400. What, what, what is the point of calling that loan due, right? That would make no sense. And if you're not understanding what I'm talking about, every loan has a due on sale clause in it, which means that if you were to, to transfer title to the property, the bank has the right to call the loan due, which means that they, they have the right to get paid off. They don't do it very often. And it would make even less sense here. But for whatever reason, sellers with small mortgage balances are very concerned about that. And like you always say, banks are in the business of making money. And to be able to do the due on sale clause, they have to stop taking the payments for the property. They got to stop making money on something that's already performing. And it gets even worse. Uh, we can absolutely go into uh, uh, what it means for a bank to actually exercise the due on sale clause because it's kind of idiotic on their part. But that, that's another episode for another time. Um, all right. So, what I want to do is I want to come up with an offer that you guys think makes sense. And then what we'll do is we'll look at the results and what that means to us in a separate episode. Okay. So Cody, you've had some experience putting some creative finance stuff together. Yep. Uh, where, where would you start with this? What would you do? Um, so with this one, the asking price, I feel like, well, I guess what I'd have to figure out is what kind of cash flow we could get. So looking at the exit strategy of basically running it out versus owner occupant versus just wholesaling it to another landlord. Well, then let's do this. Let's, let's work out looking just like we do any kind of income property what do we do uh we identify what we can get in rents right so we've done that yep and let's identify what are the expenses so we have taxes of 837 per year 
Okay. And we have, I'm going to guess insurance. This is a condo, so insurance is typically less. So let's call it 450 for the year. Sorry, my dog is barking <laughs> in the background. And uh, we have HOA, 140. 140, yeah. And that's per month. Yeah, so that's 1680 for the year. And we would have, um, we're probably not going to have much. Utilities are all going to be the uh, tenants. There's not really any maintenance. So maybe, you know, maybe utilities like water, maybe um, water, sewer, garbage, uh, 500 for the year. Yeah. And some repairs, right? So I don't know, twelve hundred. Yeah, well, we with a condo, we don't have any roof for exterior stuff, and uh, you know, this is pretty basic. You know, we may have to clean carpets, and if we had any kind of turnover and stuff, but it's pretty basic, right? All right, so yeah, what do we got? It's uh, $4,667. Okay. And in income, let's say that we can get 1150 times 12, 13,800. So a little, little over nine thousand in total, right? Total profit then. Yep. The problem that we would potentially have is that if we look at the asking price, right? So we already know that we've got to cover some debt. You know, I don't know how much it really is. Um, if taxes are like $70 and insurance is like 35 or something. So maybe 300 of that principal and interest, right? Something like that. Mm -hmm. And so what we know that we're going to have to cover that, but they want 170. And uh, so if there's 13, thousand eight hundred so we, we have nine th this isn't really profit this is really what we would call like noi right yep gotcha so nine thousand one hundred thirty three divided by twelve is seven sixty one um there's not much room to offer a payment to the seller right I mean, seven sixty one on a hundred and seventy thousand dollar purchase is probably low just for that monthly payment, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's no cash flow left over for you or some buyer, right? Correct. So 
using it as a rental really does not make much sense. And um, trying to structure, uh, so let, let me ask this. So where do we go from here? What, what, what do you think, how do you think we should try to structure something based on that there's not much money uh, as a straight rental, right? Because we got to pay all those things. So immediately what's going to come to my mind is what? Trying to get rid of those expenses or going with like an owner-occupant. There you go, right? Because if we sell it to an owner-occupant, we eliminate the taxes, the insurance, Mm -hmm. the HOA, the utilities, and the repairs. Oh, we eliminated all of those expenses. So um, now we've got something way better to, Mm -hmm. to work with, okay? So give me an idea um and and, you know i'm putting you on the spot i know it uh you weren't prepared for this i get it but how would you what what would you try to do here um uh, even if you're just throwing numbers together whether they work or not so i would try to do something that basically covers the owner's payment plus a little bit more or maybe give them 150 200 a month and then i would figure out how much I could charge an owner-occupant. So basically you want to be able to pay the, the owner, let's say five, $600 for a principal or principal and interest payment. Mm-hmm. But does that really work based on what he's asking and how much equity he's going to have? So it'll depend. So what's 20% of 170,000? So I guess I'd go to the financial thousand. Yeah, it'd be 136. 136. Mm-hmm. So if I were to run that at just 4%. Uh-huh. Roughly so you're just trying to figure out what, what it would be uh, going to a bank, right? Yeah. So at yeah. a bank, it's about 650. Okay. And I assume my payment would probably be a little bit higher if I wasn't putting as much down. Okay. So okay. yeah, with that being said, I would probably need to pay closer to... 750 maybe to okay. the owner all right so show, tell me how would you try to do it so what, what's the purchase price okay so my offer i would do purchase price let's say 173 i'm learning to try to go a little bit over what they're asking to try to entice them yep and then for the down payment um I personally would probably like to stay a little under 10% or right around there because an owner occupant, I couldn't get much more out of that. Yep. So let's say 15,000 down. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're cutting it really close there. Yeah. Okay. And then we can calculate. So that'd be 158 is the yep. present value. That's right. So 158. We can keep the interest rate a little lower. We'll go yep. 3.25, yep. just an arbitrary number. Yep. Uh, over amortized over 30 years. So that would put the payment at 687. So pretty yep. close to what we had talked about. So interest of 3.25 and uh, okay. So yeah, interest. And yeah, that, that was amortized over 30 years, right? Yep. Okay. And then what I would probably do, um, just for one offer, I'd probably put it around like six or seven years, just as a starting point. Of course, it depends on what they want to do. 
Yeah, what would, uh, what would you do this one for? So we'll put this one at seven years. So term of 84 months. And then put that back in the financial calculator, solve for future value. So at the end of that uh, seven year period, it'd be $133,540 owed as the balloon. I'm just gonna put 133. Okay, and so that's about the offer that I would make to them. Yep. Knowing that we'd probably be able to get quite a bit of cash flow on the other end to an owner occupant. Well, let's let's think about what that would be right now. So mm -hmm. what, what would your exit strategy be? So for my exit, everything is gonna be marked up a little bit. So if this house is worth 190, um, and like you mentioned before, Basically, somebody that can't go qualify for the bank loan, they'll probably pay more. Yep. So I would do a purchase price probably 205, I'll say. Okay. So build that in right away and maybe could go more. So down payment, I'll keep it about 10% and do 21,000. Okay. So make 6,000 on the down right up front. Okay. So that puts us at 184 as the present value. and then amortize it over 30 years again to start. The interest rate, I'll start it at 6% okay. just to see what that yields us. Um, kind of arbitrary, just knowing that we'll be able to charge more because they're not going to a bank loan. Yep. Payment with that is 1103. So pretty similar to what it could rent for. Correct. So really you could probably lift that up even a little bit more. Well, remember though, they're going to still have the taxes, the mm. insurance, and the HOA that they're going to have. Sure. To pay. So, um, but I think you're right. Um, you know, certainly someone, uh, it's possible that someone would pay $1,103 for this. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we'll keep it there for now. And then the term, we'll keep it the same at 84 months. Okay, let's see what your balloon is. Yep. So put that back in for N, solve for future value. So 164,936 is the balloon. 164,936. Perfect. Okay, so I want you to keep these because I want to go over what, what you just did is exactly what we just are talking about, which is mm -hmm. how to create true passive income and what I want to do is I want to go through the results in our next episode, uh, as well as tell you what my offer would be, because it's a little different than yours. I like yours. That's certainly something that I, I would do similar. And just for, and I'm not saying that whether one is right or wrong, it's not, it's just personal preference. Yeah. But for me, uh, what I'd probably do is I'd probably even go a little bit higher on the price, but I'd come down the uh, off the down payment sum. I'd probably be more like around nine or 10. And uh, that's me. I, I, I always want to try to get the, the money that you get up front. It sustains you, right? It's, it's paying your, your monthly bills, your, your business costs. And uh, I, I know that not every deal has got to be a home run or it's got to pay, you know, but 
I, I look at, hey, is there, what's the way that I can get very similar to what I would get as a wholesale fee from my upfront money? And gotcha. it's not always possible, but that's what I would do. And uh, the rest of it, the, the only thing I'd probably will, would have done is um, depending on if I had any other offers, I would either have that as my longer term offer mm-hmm. or I would shorten the term. And uh, it really just depends what else I, I was doing. And I'd probably leave that as my longer term offer. And I'd probably even, uh, you know, let's just look at this for a second. Let's think, what does the seller gross, right, on this deal? So seller gets 687 times 84. It's 57,708 plus 15,000 down payment plus around 133,000. Yep. So the the seller will gross just over 205, 205 like 700 and I'm sure they would have gotten to 206 cuz there was some change in that balloon. So uh So n- not bad, not bad at all. They were asking 170, they're making not necessarily 35,000, but, you know, close, right? In that vicinity. So uh, to me, I, I like that offer. I think that's strong. I'm, I'm pleased that, uh, that you were able to come up with that right off the top of your head. So um, Nicole, what, what about you? What, what is, what are your thoughts? Um. I, I'm actually surprised at the 205. So I think that's pretty good too, to be honest. It's uh, more than they're asking. So I don't know that they would turn that down. Um, and the exit, I, I mean, I don't know what to say about that, but I guess it's okay. <laughs> well, the, the good thing is on the exit, right? That uh-huh. if the, there's some room, there and uh yeah if six percent didn't fly five and a half five and a quarter five five probably would but somewhere in that range right um uh could this you know the the only drawback to me about this deal is that it's a two bed one and a half bath condo it it would be i'd like it better if it was three bed right so but uh, are you seeing where the potential is here? And uh, when we go through the results, uh, if you don't see the potential, then you're just not looking. So, so Nicole, did you have any questions or did you understand all the calculations? No, I think I'm getting better at these calculations. Good. So it was easier to follow along for sure. Great. All right, so why don't we wrap this episode up? And the next episode, we will go through my offer. And uh, and then we'll look at both results. And uh, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. All right. If you are looking for any additional resources or you like what you see and you want to learn more about it, check us out in the show notes. Check us out in our links. 
uh, contact me. I'm happy to chat with you about whatever we have to offer. Any last words, either of you? Nothing on my end. Excited to see the results. Yep. Go out and create some terms. We'll see you next time.